now it's time to turn it up. Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up. We all up in your area like landscape, definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes. It's the mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out so we can move in and recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis when Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis. And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him, he touched his hip but he really couldn't have devoured him. And from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh.
the meaning of Christmas and just the 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 the, the birth of the Savior. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jesus and just the gifts and the tidings and the and and the spectacle and all of the gifts and songs and carols that goes with it. So throughout the show if we bust out in a random uh random song like this one. Go. Deck the halls with bars of folly. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Don we now our gay apparel. Fa la 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 la. Troll the action. You'll take care of. Fa la 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 la. There you go. Deck the halls real quick. Deck the halls in like seven seconds, dog. So we're going to have some fun throughout throughout the night. Just random Christmas songs and just really spreading the cheer and, and the season of, of of Christmas and and let's go. We're gonna have some fun because we're gonna we're gonna make this show fun and just talking about Raw won't make it fun. So <laughs> we're gonna make it exciting uh, as always. Real quick, um, ROH usually gets the boot um, throughout the the weeks that we have uh, on the Pancakes and Power Slam show because as Derek says, I mean, it's not just as, it's not just a catchphrase. It's real. It, it it's absolutely real. 90 minutes is never enough. There's there's ROH talk that uh, you know that we have to have and there's of course we like to elaborate on the flavor of the week, but especially last week there was TLC, there was a whole bunch of r- random cool stuff that we were talking about. Um, that we didn't get a chance to really cover as much as we wanted to because, like Derek said, 90 minutes is never enough, and it's very true about that. So we're going to have some fun today. But before we go forward, I do want to make an announcement. Uh, there's a lot of people don't they don't know my personal – well, they know my personal life. They know I'm married and uh, – I mean, the stuff that I've said on the on the show – uh married for four years and have a two year old boy and another boy on the way and i uh love journalism i've been doing journalism for years now love to write been a writer for many websites um but uh, there's a new chapter of my life other than my uh soon to be born son uh there's a new chapter in my life. Uh, that I will be comrades with Xavier Woods because I am now um, enrolled and accepted and, and, and pursuing my Ph.D. So I am very excited. Um, I got uh, a lot of classes taken. I've been in school for so long. I have a master's degree and and uh, finishing up. I'm like six classes away uh, from my pack to come to, to finish my second one. But uh, I want to be a doctor. And I talked to my advisor, and and um, we got to maneuver some things, maneuver some things around, and managed to get me accepted into a PhD program. I'll start next semester, so it'll be in human services. So I'll be dealing with um, cases of many kinds, of different uh, cases, um, just uh, case management and and faculty and just different things as far as human services are concerned, just uh, the homeless, the elderly, uh, 
addiction, victims, abuse, a whole bunch of different, you know, categories that comes in and that in that realm, dealing with different cases. Um also, you know, uh dealing with criminal justice and things of that nature. That's gonna be one of my, my biggest um uh areas that I'm gonna deal with, one of that really a specialization of sorts. So yeah, that's that's going to be um, that's my endeavor for the next two and a half years, and uh, when I, it's I can smell it. I can smell Doctor Chris Featherstone coming real soon, and uh, it's it's so much in my grasp, and I'm so excited. And you know, Xavier Woods is also pursuing his PhD, and and so I'm really excited, and uh, it's going to be coming soon, and I, I promise I won't leave you behind, Derek. Yeah, that's all right. I've got plenty to do in my spare time. You're going to be a doctor of thugonomics. That's that's wonderful to hear. Give it up for that's uh, what. That's, yeah, that's something I won't be. <laughs> that's something Let's I won't be. I, I choose. I choose not to be a th- doctor of thugonomics, if if anything. Yeah, yeah well. well uh, let's give it up for doctor Chris Preston. He's and of all things, the smartest person in the world. Avid wrestling fan. We need you on our side, man. Yeah, man. Well said. Well said. Thank you very much, sir. I'm, I'm excited. And uh, even when I get my doctorate, and I already have a busy schedule, but even when I get my doctorate and have even, even a more busy schedule, it's only two years away. It's only going to happen in about um, <clears throat> 2017 is when uh, everything should be locked in for me to get it. But even when that happens, even when Dr. Chris is, is christened, uh, Pancakes and Power Slams will still be in existence, God willing. So we don't plan on leaving it, you and, and wrestling fans. And I am a, I'm a lifer when it comes to wrestling uh, and anything and all things wrestling. So, and be, be sure to stay tuned. I, I've been... Shaking an idea around about writing a book, so yeah, just uh, just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind when it, when it comes to uh, endeavors that I'm doing as well. When I, I'm actually authoring a few books right now, but I, I wanted to write a book. Um, I wanted to write a book about wrestling. There's so much that I can write. There's so much that I want to write. So. Just, just uh, keep keep that in mind because I'm sure that every I know that all the the, the awesome fans and the WeAreWrestling.net stream and all the other avenues, many many avenues. Um, I know that uh, I'll, I'll get a, amazing support, so I'm really excited about that. So, Derek, I'm going to pose the first question to you for tonight. All right. And that question is, who managed the Barbarian in the NWA? Who managed the Barbarian in the NWA? um, You get one hint if you want it. Give me a hint. Uh, he also had a faction in the NWA, and Army was a was a part of the faction name. 
Ah, uh, shoot. Uh, I don't know. I'm not thinking straight tonight. I want to say Paul Ellering, but I know that's not true. So. Well, you got a half of it right. Paul Jones. Paul Jones. Paul Jones's army. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, a wrestler turned manager, and he uh, managed yes, he was, uh, some. He was a tag team champion with Ricky the Dragon. Well, it was Rick Steamboat back in the seventies. So, I do know who Paul Jones Paul is. Paul Jones. Yep, exactly. Paul Jones. You got it. All right, let's get to Raw. Um, you know, Hulk Hogan. Uh, you know, when I when I I meant to tweet this, but I, I was so just <laughs> I was I was so disinterested, uninterested non-interested, however you want to put a negative in front of interested concerning this. And and here's the thing. I've said in many, many weeks that I I really like Hulk Hogan's role in the WWE at this point. I love that we're not seeing too much of Hogan, uh, but he has the sporadic appearances, and, you know, I'm cool with that. I like it. I like the fact that they're not overdoing Hogan. He's not there every week, and he's not wrestling, so I can appreciate that. But, you know, he's going to be on SmackDown, you know, Friday. And, you know, I was thinking in my head, like, okay, so is it, is, is, does Hogan have numbered appearances as well, like Brock Lesnar? Because is he just. Ho Ho Hogan on Raw because he didn't want to exceed his appearances and they they kind of found a loophole or something. I mean, I I don't see why he was Ho Ho Hogan. I, I imagine you know because of Santa Claus. I, I get it, but I you know it, it was it was diminishing to the Hogan name to me. I, I didn't like it. I. I it didn't make any sense, and what they're doing. This is one thing that I do appreciate. I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't say I appreciate it, but I do like it a lot better than what we could have had because the first after the authority left, we had the anonymous general manager, and a lot of people, a lot of us thought that that was going to be, you know, the um, the foregoing general manager and 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 it's not so I'm very happy about that and I you know I'm I'm okay with the guest the guest general manager thing again um but I'm glad that it's wrestlers as opposed to just celebrities coming out um you know that's what I am happy about for instance Ed and Christian will be the will will come to raw um you know, next week, so I'm okay with that. So I like that, but just some Santa Claus, Hulk Hogan uh, impersonating a Santa Claus. You know, yeah, I, I, I could have, I could have, they could have spared that for sure. And but you know, Cena appears, plays into the Hogan, you know, stuff, and then Seth Rollins comes out. And pulls his normal uh, monotonous promos that are just so boring, and you know it, it led to a, a Cena versus Rollins match, and then Cena and Rollins fight, and, and Cena wins clean. 
So, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know how much they're going to decide to push Rollins and Cena's going to, you know, Cena's beating them clean. You know, granted, he did beat them in a uh, cage match last week, but they're not even building. I mean, they didn't even really build the match at all, except for the segment that was minutes before. And then, you know, John Cena beats Rollins clean the first match of the night. So, I'm, I don't think it's a matter of them letting go of Rollins and, and giving up on his push, but it really seems as if they don't have a clear-cut direction on Seth Rollins right now. And I think that that may be a really negative thing for him, not having a clear-cut direction for, for Seth Rollins at this point. Yeah, I really don't understand uh, the purpose of of, of having uh, Rollins just, you know, lose clean like that. Because, you know, here's the thing, and and I've made it very clear that I'm not a a Seth Rollins fan in the slightest. I was a fan when he was, you know, Tyler Black. I liked him in The Shield, but this Marvel comic ripoff gimmick is... Is no good, um, but you know if they're going to have him become the next champion, at least they could they could build it a lot better uh, for Rollins instead of just losing clean the first match of the night. I I, I don't really understand that. Hey, Seth Rollins is so boring. Nobody really wants to see him. He's so monotone when he talks. I just. There's no excitement. There's nothing about him that's, that's interesting. And uh, they need to change that quick. That's probably why they don't know what to do with him. And as far as the uh, the Ho-Ho Hogan, they failed so many times with Hulk Hogan coming out. And uh, his birthday party was boring. I mean, that night when they were celebrating his birthday, they could have played, you know, random bits from his past and in between commercial yeah. breaks. Or, they did nothing. He watched that whole entire Raw, which was a stink. And for the last five minutes, you know, it was cool to see Hall and Nash come out and then Lesnar comes out and Piper and Mr. T and whatever else. The the thing, it still sucked. It was not good. And with Hogan coming out last night, Ho-Ho Hogan, I can see at Christmas it's fun. Hulk Hogan, you, you have to have him on the show. But yeah, it was just it was, they could have done so much more with this Hogan. He could have ripped off his beard and threatened somebody or something. Or Rusev <laughs> yeah. came out and said, "I'm defending the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov." Or something. I mean, yeah, they could have done much better with it. And they did nothing, and it was just a springboard for John Cena and Seth Rollins. But that match wasn't really anything. I mean, it's just boring. I mean, the first forty minutes of Raw, if you miss it, you, you're not missing anything. And it's been that way for a long time now. Sadly, very sadly. But, you know, you can't really debase that too much because there's not really anything to debate when it comes to that. Um, yeah, I sadly. Next we have your boy, though. You know, I guess this does call some type of debate to your point because your boy, Fondango, defeated Jack Swagger, 
And, and here's the thing with that, though. It, it, swagger, oh, my, it, it's so sad about him. He he it gets, they built him up to just get demolished by Rusev again. And then he loses to a up-and-down Fandango, more down than he is up. He loses to Fandango in a regular match on Raw, and Zeb's out with an injury, and Jack Swagger is probably the most underutilized or misutilized person in the in the entire WWE. Now, he's no angle by any stretch as far as charisma is concerned, but wrestling ability, uh, Swagger is really good. Swagger is probably one of the best wrestlers on the roster. Yeah, he doesn't have the charisma, but he has Zeb. And, you know, Zeb's a, an amazing mouthpiece. But even when he had Zeb, he didn't do too well. And, you know, he won the Elimination Chamber, you know, and then went against Alberto Del Rio at WrestleMania, but that was weird because because he was coming back from an injury. He was gone for a while, and he came back and was with Zeb and, you know, won the Elimination Chamber to go to WrestleMania, but lost at WrestleMania. But it was it's kind of went downhill from there. I, I believe he had... Um, a short title run, I think it was U.S. title run um, before then, but uh, well after that, but it just, oh man, I mean he's just so underutilized, misutilized, and it's to the point now where either throw him over NXT and rebrand him like they're like they did Tyson Kidd. Or, I mean, find somewhere else for the guy. I mean, I, you know, here's the thing. I would rather see Jack Swagger in TNA having some type of mid upper mid-card push than see his position right now in the WWE. He's so buried. He's so lost. He's so pointless, aimless, directionless. There's nothing good that's coming out of Jack Swagger right now. And it's and it really hurts me to say that because his ability is so amazing, but he is so he's useless to the WWE right now. Well, he is, and you can also say that about Cesaro. Um two of Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Under Zeb Coulter. So it's it's hard to decipher what they're going to do with Swagger cuz now he's looking like a Mark Henry and it's, yeah. I mean, even Big Show has his days. I mean, they can just use Big Show because he's got the size and strength. But, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, Jack Swagger's just getting around the deal, especially, I mean, good for Fondango. I love Fondango, but I don't, I don't want to say anything bad about Fondango. But, you know, Jack Swagger, he's, he's totally lost. Even with Zeb Coulter, I mean, he wasn't getting anything accomplished. Yeah, he gets a chance from the crowd, we the people. That's about as far as it goes, and it's not going to go any farther, and even that's getting boring. So I just, there's yeah. nothing else they can really do with him, except, like you said, ship him to NXT or cut his contract and go to New Japan or something. Yeah, yeah, that's I think that's a good point. I think, you know what, I think you brought up a fantastic point. I think Jack Swagger in New Japan would be a awesome idea. AJ Styles 
uh, you know, left TNA and, and went to New Japan. That was you know, a blessing in disguise because he was one of the best. He, you know, he he was always a great wrestler in TNA, but when he started, but when he left TNA and went to the Indies and went to ROH and New Japan, I mean, he the money was better and the opportunities were bigger. And he was New Japan, you know, uh, he was IWGP champion, world champion, and leader of the Bullet Club, which is one of the best factions in the world right now. And it was a blessing in disguise because there was a lot better, you know, opportunities for him when he left TNA, actually. And I think that could be the same for Swagger leaving the WWE. I can see him... You know, in the Indies, I can see Swagger, and I can really see Swagger in New Japan because uh, he has that Smash Mouth style, that that Matt Wrestling style that a lot of people like Tanahashi and you know a lot of a lot of people in in, in uh, New Japan, you know, has that same style. Or you know, he he even has, you know, he would have really good matches. You know, against the the brawlers like Doc Gallows from the, from the Bullet Club, who was formerly Luke Gallows. Um, you know that, and also, oh, I can see Swagger versus Carl Anderson. That would be a fantastic match. Um, if you want someone more, Yoshitatsu's in New, New Japan, and and of course Okada, which is probably probably one of my favorites in New Japan, and they would have all the people I just said would have fantastic matches against against Jack Swagger and hey <laughs> that might be a that might be a very good option for Jack Swagger because you know of course people can argue that he's getting the exposure in WWE but his name but his name this wrestling name is being driven to the ground and <laughs> at this point it's better if we don't see him because he's embarrassing himself every week so he's one of them people that you know it's like it's better if we don't see him because we are seeing him and he's getting embarrassed time after time so yeah swagger in new japan i think that's a really really good idea i might even write about it and put it up in bleacher report um because i I really like that idea um (laughs) And I'm sure that, um, you know, being a, a Gajan, um, which is a, a foreign wrestler, and, and uh, which is being a, a, a former, uh, well, we got a we got a comment here. Swagger needs to be built up for a match with Brock <sighs> at a point of time. At a point of time, I would have been so behind that, absolutely. But now, now, no, I just that. I guess in 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 my if I was Booker, I would do it because you know Jack Swagger is a mat wrestler. You know he's he's one of them he's one of them wrestlers that can really fight. You know you 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 wouldn't want to be in an alley. With Jack Swagger, because he he really you know from his Matt wrestling experience he's he 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 can fight, and 
he, he you know he he's taller than than uh than Brock Lesnar and about you know about the same size not not as far as you know physique is concerned muscle mass but um he is as far as size and I would love to see Swagger versus Brock but I don't see that happening <laughs> especially losing to anybody and everybody um I just don't see that happening but uh, there's many big men, you know, and, and there's many ideal opponents. I mean, AJ Styles is in New Japan. Just imagine Jack Swagger versus AJ Styles. That match would just blow the roof off of the Tokyo Dome. So, yeah, I, I think that New Japan is, is really the way that he should go. Um, and, and just the very thought of that just is making me excited to, to see him in, in New Japan because of the opportunities that he could have at that time. Uh, R-Truth defeating Adam Rose. It looks like Adam Rose finally made the full turn. Uh, There's times that he's beat up the bunny before, and then he'll snap out of his trance and then start partying with the the Rosebuds. But it seems like Adam Rose made a full turn uh, as of Raw. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I... I like it better than the monotony and the staleness that we were getting. So, Adam Rose as a heel, we'll see. Uh, you know, he was Leo Kruger in NXT, and a lot of people liked Leo Kruger and his gimmick, and, and it worked. So I liked it too, but Adam Rose was something different. I liked it. It was cheesy. It was funny. It was catchy. My son liked it, and so I was, I was, I bought into it. But uh, now, you know, I, I heal Adam Rose. I don't see the purpose. What I can see, though, is the bunny being exposed. And then, you know, Adam Rose feuds with whoever the bunny is revealed to be. I, I can see that angle coming out of this, which makes sense because the bunny wrestling as the bunny just has to go for sure. So, uh Adam Rose versus whoever the bunny is, uh, I suppose, can can work. Yeah, I I, I don't know if. I mean, I I, I don't know if if the bunny. <laughs> I was thinking that the bunny was going to be revealed at at Survivor Series uh, during their 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 tag team match, but. He wasn't, and I was just, you know, I got frustrated. Like, this bunny needs to be revealed. I, the the bunny in a, uh, when he was in the brace, the neck brace, after getting tombstoned by Kane a couple times, that was pretty funny. Uh, but, you know, I think the bunny needs to be revealed. I think it's time for that whole bunny thing to subside and for Adam Rose to, to, to feud against him. A lot of people said it was Darren Young, and it could be Darren Young. Uh, he actually came back uh, last last weekend uh, for some house shows. But whoever it is, whoever the bunny's, bunny is, needs to be revealed and so they can get this feud out the way with Adam Rose. I think the bunny is Hornswoggle, if you want me to be honest with you. I think, I think, it's I think that you, you may you may be right. You may be right. But this Adam Rose feud is just 
it, it's boring. I'm done with it. I'm tired of it. I wasn't a big fan from the beginning, but I bought into it. I did. Okay, it's fun. Party time. Got the little sucker and, you know. But after that, it's, it's nothing. So I'm not that interested at all. It's tiresome. Whatever they do with Adam Rose at this point, I'm not too, you know. He could do better elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, almost like WWE is the, the deadpan of wrestling now. <laughs> well, hopefully with the with the character investments they have with Rus- people like Rusev and Roman Reigns, hopefully we can see a new era coming up soon because an era needs to have they try to do the reality era with Triple H and it just didn't you know Triple H donned at the reality era and that didn't work too well. I hope we see another era, you know, and it'd be an actual era that lasts a few years, like the Attitude Era and Ruthless Aggression. So hopefully hopefully we see that with, with people like Roman Reigns and Rusev and so forth. Um I'll tell you what, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll say this when I get to him, Dolph Ziggler. I, I like how they're, I like how they're what they're doing with Dolph Ziggler too. I think that they made a mistake big time with him for years, and now they're really they really pushed the reset button with Dolph Ziggler. We'll get to it more, uh, you know, later in the show. But I really like that what they're doing with him, but. All right, here we go. Next Christmas carol. Said the night wind to the little lamb. Do you you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little lamb. Go for it, Derek. Do you know what I know? The child Shivers in the cold. Let us bring him silver and gold. Let us bring him silver and gold. Like the gold belt. Yes, the big gold belt. Or or gold dust. Yeah. We're just having fun at the. We're having Gold. fun at the Pancakes and Power Slam show tonight, man. It's uh, for those who are just joining us right now. We are just we're going to sing random Christmas carols uh, for the Christmas cheer since we are on Christmas Eve Eve. We are going to sing Christmas songs, and those who are on Twitter at Crave Wrestling. Or the We Are Wrestling live stream. The every week we have a live stream where over at realwrestling.net. So if you are listening to us on the iTunes subscription, we got a lot of iTunes subscribers as well. So thank you much for that. Even if you're watch, even if you watch it live, and you want to, you know, just kind of critique what we've said on the show. If you agree, if you disagree, email us at cravewrestling at gmail dot com. And we'll actually, we'll actually, uh, you know, have your email and have your thoughts on uh, future shows, and we'll have more of like a Q and A. We're going to start that coming into the 2015 season. Uh, we're going to start responding to emails, uh, the Q and A with with emails. So uh, as we launch uh, into 2015, we're going to we're going to uh, add another element onto Pancakes and Power Slams. 
143. Let's just step back and think about that, Derek. 143 episodes, man. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. It's again, it's a blessing. That's you know, thank you everybody in Pancakes and Power Slams yes. universe. Thank you interns. As much as you annoy me and you get my coffee wrong, thank you, thank you. And you don't give me the right answers in the right amount of time, but we would not be here if it was not for you. That's very true, but you 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 are uh, you you are appeasing the, the the crowd tonight, man. You you've uh, you you have your. Your wittiness is uh, feverish tonight. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're going to uh, have random – of course, we're going to have our trivia, but we're going to sing random Christmas carols as well to excite you for two days from – well, actually, a little less than two days. Well, actually, a lot less than two days from now, like a day and 21 minutes from now. Uh, and the Christmas Day, so we're going to sing carols and just uh, continue the Christmas cheer and have a lot of fun. And we're going to make raw. Of course, we're going to talk about raw. We're going to keep the same format. We're going to talk about the flavor of the week, which is uh, we're going to talk about WCW World War Three and uh, trivia. But we're going to revolve this episode around just the spirit of Christmas and just Christmas cheer and just random talk because Raw uh, was not very fun, of course. Uh, next we have on Raw, Roman Reigns defeating Big Show by Countout. Now, I can, I'm can, i okay with this just because it wasn't a clean finish. And, I, and I've said it before, I actually like Roman Reigns and Big Show feuding against each other because Roman Reigns need to climb up that ladder. And I think that Big Show is a good kind of threshold to past climbing up that ladder and this push. So I'm okay with that. I think Roman Reigns is one of a few people that they're actually spending time evolving and investing in his character, which I think I was I can can definitely appreciate. And uh, uh real quick, uh question next trivia question is who was known as the Man Beast? Who was known as or still is known as the man beast who is known as the man beast but yeah, i think roman reigns is one of a few characters uh that wwe is investing in and there were some mistakes that i can that i can name for sure before he was injured as far as just coming in and winning matches and beating people up but I think that they're doing a good job now with more investing in his character, having him climb up that ladder. Uh, p- the pops are a lot better now than what were before he was injured. Um, he was getting some some Cena style boos before his injury, but those are those have subsided more now. Um, a good job, Rhino. <laughs> Somebody said Rhino and uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, good point there. Uh, but uh, Rhino was the one, uh, the answer I was looking for. But uh, again, that's that's a good point. Uh, next trivia question is: Who were the members of the East West Connection? Who were the members of the East West Connection? I think uh, we already got some uh, some 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 answers here. Um, 
Let's see. Who were the members of the East-West Connection uh, so far through Twitter and the stream, the live stream? Um, no correct answer so far, so I'm going to give a 10 count. And if nobody answers in 10 seconds, I'll give it to you, Derek. So we've counting down 10, 9, 8, 7, Six. So, good job, Adrian Donis and Jesse Ventura is the correct <laughs> answers of the East to West Connect. Did you know that, Derek? I think you you probably did, didn't you? Of course, I did. Yes. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I figured you knew. That. I wanted to answer. I was disappointed. I need to yeah, rebound. I knew, I knew you. I knew you knew that. I, okay, I'll this this answer. Of course. You know, Twitter or or WeAreWrestling.net uh, stream can answer it, but um, this goes to you, Derek. I'll let you answer this first. Which Briscoe brother won the NWA World Title? Which Briscoe brother won the NWA World Title? Uh, I don't say Dory. Or no, not I'm, I'm thinking of the Funks. <laughs> yeah, Dory uh, Briscoe. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Briscoe. Oh my God! That's the Briscoe! Dory Briscoe! <laughs> that's a, that's a new character that uh, that's a new character that Jim Ross is bringing in in New Japan. I guess he's gonna he's gonna debut at uh, Wrestle Kingdom Nine. Uh, Dory Briscoe. <laughs> he's from the legendary Briscoe family. Dory Briscoe. Oh my God! <laughs> No, Dory Briscoe is not the correct answer. Try again. No, uh, Jack. Jack Briscoe. That's correct. Absolutely. Jack Briscoe is the correct answer. Uh, And his brother, of course, you know, his brother Jerry, or Gerald, became one of the Stooges, uh, one of the McMahon Stooges in the corporation. But, man, I, I just, I think that's so funny. I don't know, I don't know why I'm tickled about that. Dory Briscoe. That sounds like, uh, uh, a new NXT guy, uh, or, or yeah, this, seems, this sounds like a new new NXT guy that's trying to say that he's one of the Briscoes or carrying their name or something like that. Speaking of speaking of Briscoe, I tried to reach out to West Briscoe. Um, uh, yeah, it, <laughs> so people are being apologetic <laughs> about you, Derek. So people are saying sorry, Derek. Um, I guess they have sympathy for you uh, because it, I got it's, the question. Right. Because, I got it right. Yeah, you, you you got it right, but sometimes you manage not to uh, to get it right so much. So yeah, well, um, critics be critics. <laughs> that's true, but uh, very true. Still not a bad name. Still not as bad a name as Dash Wilder. I agree. Um, Dash Wilder is uh, currently in NXT. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you guys can uh, let me know. We are wrestling. Uh, Dash Wilder is uh, the guy. Wears the ball cap with the, the flannel shirt. Has a tag team partner, I believe. I believe that's Dash Wilder at at this point. Um, 
But yeah, uh, I think that's Dash Wilder. I, I'm almost positive uh, that's the NXT character. But yeah, Dory Briscoe. I think that that's uh, is a is a catchy name for a heel that is uh, claiming to um, spread the Briscoe lineage. Uh, and his name is his name is Dory Briscoe. That's uh, yep, Scott Dawson is part. Yep, that's that's is true. Dash Wilder. Next question is, what year did, and this this goes out to the listeners first, what year did Randy Savage win the Intercontinental title? Oh, yeah. What year did Randy Savage win the Intercontinental title first? Yeah. Uh, he's only had one Intercontinental title run. Yeah. What year was that? Oh, yeah. There we go. I think you know it, Derek, but you don't have first dibs on this question, unfortunately. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right. Uh, pick your pick your Christmas carol, Derek. All right. <clears throat> Let's hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling, too. Come on, it's love. Stay right together with you. Mm-hmm. And then you're supposed yep. to finish the rest. <laughs> so now you're throwing it on me. I'll uh, I'll figure out the lyrics. I the lyrics. So sing the force or two. Come on, it's lovely weather for us. Lay right together with you. Together with you. Oh yeah, that's right. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Let's go. Let's go. We're riding in a wonderland of snow. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, this grand from your hand. We're riding along with the song of a wintry fairyland. Oh, wow, oh. Derek. You yeah. are the man. You know, <laughs> you know your Christmas carols. That's, uh, cool. uh, it, it's, that's, that's really cool. I, I, yeah, that's, 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 uh, great. So, I, I I think that I remember them now as far as uh, the the second one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Our 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 cheeks right. Our our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy, cozier. We we're snuggled up together. No, we're snuggled up together. It, it's it's like like birds of a feather would be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what. Let's get back to wrestling. Now you're just now you're jump now you're jumbling core. You came up with the idea. Uh, now you're jumbling chorus where uh, Christmas Carol verses and words together. If you, you know, at least do them right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Next question we have is uh, yeah. So what year did Randy Savage win the IC title? That is still on deck. Uh, next we have. You, I didn't hear you say it, and I'm glad I didn't because you can't get dibs yet. Um, you can't, you can't have dibs yet. Unfortunately, I know it's, I know it's tough for you, but you can't have dibs yet because the listeners gets first dibs. I know it's, I know it's tough for you, man. I know it's tough for you. But right, next we have. <laughs> next we have Natalia defeating Brie Bella. Now. I'm the reason why I'm okay with this 
is because I think Natalia deserves a not only does she deserve a, a U.S. A, a, a Divas Championship number one contender spot, I think she deserves a Divas Championship. I mean, watching on Total Divas, the, not this, not the past season with all of the, the the stuff going on with her and Tyson Kidd, but the first season uh, when you know she was just constantly. <laughs> just training wrestlers to just jump over her like Eva Marie. <laughs> and it's really sad, but, I mean, she is the hardest working, you know, most – she's the best diva on the roster as far as wrestling wrestling is concerned. AJ's up there. I think uh, Natalia uh, – not uh, – Naomi's really up there. Naomi's very athletic, very, very athletic. Um She's probably she's probably the most athletic person on the uh, on the roster, but as far as just uh, pedigree is concerned, as far as just lineage, as far as just wrestling, a uh, wrestling uh, mind is concerned, I definitely give Natalia you know the crown on that one, and I and I certainly think that uh, they should give her the Divas Championship, and it seems like uh, we may see an, a Natalia versus. Nikki Bella match at the Royal Rumble uh, for the Divas Championship, and I think that that would be fantastic. I think the Royal Rumble is a good place to have it uh, because it's one of the major pay-per-views, and Natalya versus Nikki Bella is 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 a is best best for business, as Triple H would say. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I was commenting last night when I was watching. I I truly believe that Natalya has got something to go. I mean, the Divas division is so paper thin. I mean, it's not – where else do you, can you go? Bellas are stale. Everyone else is stale. And uh, Natalia still has – she's got more. She's not so much your typical Diva. She's got a little more um, ability to her, a little more talent. Of course, she's got the lineage. And it's in her theme music. I love to hear that. Uh, but, you know, well, I mean – We'll see where it goes with it, but I'm. She needs. She's in a good spot. She deserves where she's at. I mean, she's the only one there now that AJ's gone. I mean, Paige is still relevant, but she's kind of fell into that diva stature. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. And why though? That's the thing. Why is Paige on Total Divas? Why is she going to be on the next episode of Total Divas? Now she's even in even in NXT. She donned herself as the anti diva, and she's she makes every and by the way, uh, great answer. Nineteen eighty six was the first uh, year that Randy Savage w- was the year that Randy Savage won his uh, intercontinental championship. Uh, great job. Okay, Derek, I, I'm sure you know this one, so I'll go ahead. And, I'll go ahead and pass the baton and let you piggyback off of uh, off of the answer. Who did he beat? I believe it was uh, was Don Morocco. Uh, Hariba. Tito or or Tito Santana would say, as 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 Jesse the Body would say, Chico Santana, Mean Gene, or or Uh, Chico Santana, Gorilla. Well, hey, I just Man, got the Randy Savage DVD and I haven't watched it yet, so. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet either. 
which which I should. I'm sure that was is good. Um, I guess maybe this weekend I'll watch it. But um, yeah, Jesse the Body's Ventura's commentary was just awesome. I loved him as a color analyst. He he would you know first of all his his wrestling voice uh, just coupled with the fact that. You know, it was it was a match made in, in commentary heaven when it comes to him and Gorilla Monsoon. You know, there yeah, there's Chico Santana out there doing it again, Gorilla. It just I loved it. I loved Jesse Ventura uh, as a color analyst. It was absolutely amazing, and just you know, it, it, of course Gorilla Monsoon. And and Bobby Heenan was absolutely amazing too. Probably the best combination. Uh, definitely, you know. Ooh, I don't know. What about what, Jim Ross and what, Jerry Lawler? Would you, I mean, would you stop? You, who, would you, you say who was Jerry Lawler? Well, I was <laughs> going to say it. Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. I mean, you had that hard oh, to. No. Yeah. No, I know. I I, yeah. I think Lawler's a mainstay. I think you know he's been doing it for over twenty years now. And it's funny, it's funny that his WWE run uh, was is not going to be known for his his wrestling at all. I mean, you know, his his he really only had two big feuds, uh, maybe maybe three. You can maybe throw Warrior in there, but his two really only big feuds were uh, Bret Hart and Jake Roberts, and and so. Other than that, I mean, you know, he started to, com, you know, he started to be a commentator on Raw, uh, Raw '93, and it's, and, yeah, and, and it's, and, and it's awesome, uh, and yeah, it's <laughs> the, the very fact that he had that, but I don't know, I, I don't know, I just Jim Ross is, I think Jim Ross is the greatest commentator of all time. Um, I'm sure people, you know, who are, who are Memphis wrestling fans would, would disagree with me or people who are, uh, NW, people who are NWA fans with the belly to belly Sue play would probably disagree with me when it comes to Gordon Soley. <laughs> belly to belly Sue play. Oh, there's another belly to belly Sue play by Kabuki. Yeah, I, I. I wasn't a big I wasn't a big fan of Sully and I and I speak and I spoke to one of my me and one of my colleagues talk about this a lot and uh, uh, avid wrestling fan uh, been a fan of you know we've been friends for 15 years and man just <laughs> Gordon Sully's commentary I mean he's a legend let's not get that away you know let, let's let's not dismiss that. You know, fact that he's a legend when it comes to commentary. But man, just imagine watching watching wrestling in the early seventies, late sixties. We would probably uh, we we would have heard uh, Gordon Soley. We would have heard Bob Cottle. I don't know if you remember Bob Cottle from the NWA. Um, you know, Cotto was a big, uh, you know, he was big at that time. Um, I know 
I'm missing some names. The guy from uh, Memphis Wrestling. Um, oh, it's like it's going to come back to me. He's one of the uh, glasses, white haired. Uh, it, it'll come back to me as far as uh, what his name was. But yeah, I mean, we 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 would have heard we would have heard those people uh, be on, on the commentary. But yeah, I, I just couldn't imagine see, uh, watching. I, I just couldn't imagine hearing uh, Gordon so. And I was around with, when when Soli was towards his latter days in the NWA. Uh, I grew up watching wrestling in the wrestling in the eighties, uh, as did as did uh, Derek. But yeah, just what do you think? What do you think about Gordon Soli's commentary? I mean, his, his commentary spawn, he kind of sounded like a Howard Cosell, if you think about that. He was just very yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really supporter. good point. I agree. That's a that's a fantastic yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he could do it. He knew what he was talking about. And it was, and he almost looked like a, what was that dude's name on CNN for years and years? Uh, was worse um, suspenders, big glasses. But anyway, everyone knows uh, what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, but, uh, oh uh, Harry Carey? No. No, 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 no. Uh, what was his name? <laughs> he was on CNN. He had it. This is tonight. With. Anyway. But, uh, I'm, you said he had suspenders on. I liked him. I mean, I'm more, I, mean, I grew up with more of a Jim Ross style. And uh, I always know who um, he was, of course. But, you know, Gordon Soley. Yeah, God rest his soul. He did everything he could for wrestling. I mean, he was he was the Howard Cosell of professional wrestling back then. I mean, he's the new or he was the old Jim Ross, from what I could you know pretty mm-hmm. much say. So I'm 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 good with uh, Gordon Soley. Do play. I, I remember that more than anything from him. <laughs> yeah, belly to belly, Sue play. Oh, there's Paul Jones with the Sue play off the ropes. Yeah. It, it was, um, yeah, very Larry very, very King. Funny. That's what I'm thinking of. Larry. Oh, King. Oh, Larry King. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, Larry King. Yeah. Larry King live. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Next question. Uh, next trivia question is: What company did Kurt Hennig win his? And you can't say this. You, you I know you're going to be chomping at the bits, but you you know the drill. Question on deck is: What company did Kurt Hennig? Win his only world title. What company, what wrestling company did Kurt Hennig win his only world title? Next we have on Raw, Dolph Ziggler defending Luke Harper. Oh my goodness, I tell you what. I wasn't a big advocate of uh, Harper uh, versus Ziggler, the the latter match winning match of the year, although I think it was the one of the best matches of the year. Don't get me wrong, I thought that match was absolutely amazing. Uh Lance, um oh man, Lance I'm trying to I'm trying to remember that guy's name. Uh old uh wrestling commentator, uh Lance something. I don't remember. Oh man. Uh it it'll come to me. But yeah, just the um the Lance Russell was it Lance okay I, I don't remember what it, I think I think it was Lance Russell um yeah I think it was Lance Russell if I'm not mistaken old school uh wrestling
wrestling commentator, uh, some NWA stuff. He did some some Memphis stuff, Memphis wrestling. But yeah, I think I think it's Lance Russell. But uh, yeah, just I was a big fan of uh, uh, Ziggler and, and Luke Harper. It's funny because I think that this is this is a really really good mid card feud. I think this is one of the best mid card feuds through their series of matches. This is one of the best mid card feuds we've seen in, in quite some time. And this is a really good launch pad to bring in the relevance of the mid-card division back uh, on, in wrestling because, of course, a lot of people just totally disband, disowned the mid-card division because it was just it was suspect. But I do like their feud. Their their match at TLC was amazing. Their match uh, at on Raw was amazing. The, the the two super kicks followed by the zigzag was an amazing sequence. And I tell you what, man, I really think that uh, they can really do some great stuff with with Dolph Ziggler. I, I like I said, like I said earlier in the show, I think that they've pushed a reset button with Ziggler. I think him as a face is really good. I think the fans are behind him. Even when he was a heel, the fans are behind him. See, here's the thing. This is what I like about uh, wrestlers that are genuine baby faces. When this, this is a wrestler, a wrestler who would do well as a baby face is when even when they're heel, fans cheer more for them than they do any other, you know, all the other baby faces. That's why that's why it helped the Rock so much when he was he was getting cheered a lot when he was a heel when he was with the corporation and you know it it kind of allowed him to uh leave the corporation and and become a full-fledged face and it worked for him. Worked with Austin. Austin was a heel when he was get started to get cheered a lot and it, it helped his face run. Uh Roberts uh, Jericho was another one when he came in '99. He came as a heel, but he started to get cheered so much that they, uh, they he got force turned. I like call I call it force turned. When you're force turned, CM Punk's another person. You know, I have my uh, feelings towards CM Punk, but uh, he he was over and, and he got forced to turn as a face, and and that's why. I, I like baby faces like that, that you don't have a choice but to turn them because they're so over. And that's what happens. That same thing happened with Daniel Bryan, the, the whole yes chance. He was a heel when he, he was a heel when he started those yes chants. It was originally supposed to be a mockery, and he would come out, chant yes, and it got so over that he they had no choice but to turn him, you know, baby face. Same thing with Ziggler. When he cast in the the money in the bank contract, he was a heel. Alberto Del Rio was the babyface the day after WrestleMania, but he was so over that they had to turn him into a, a babyface. I love babyfaces like that because they really are being invested and they really are gaining the fans' interest. And so now they have the uh, now they have the opportunity to. Uh, to to really make Dolph Ziggler um, a top guy, and and I, I I've talked to to some some fellow wrestling fans, some good friends of mine that are wrestling fans, and I and I said that Dolph Ziggler can, and I would even argue should 
have a WWE World Heavyweight Championship run in 2015. Now, how you book it, you know, it would be probably more towards the end of 2015. Um, you know, I probably, and I would say more like a minor pay-per-view. I would say, you know, Lesnar loses it at Mania probably to to Roman Reigns. And then Rollins cashes in before Money in the Bank, probably the day of Money in the Bank. You know, that would make sense. He would have it for a year. So, you know, somehow, somehow. And then somebody interferes Roman Reigns. You know, somebody interferes the match to take Roman Reigns away from the title picture for a few months. And during that time, uh, Ziggler and Rollins can 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 feud for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, and just think about all the pops that he would win by climbing the ladder again, you know, and, and becoming WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I think it could work, even if it's a two month run. If it's short, you know, two month run, I think it'll still really help, you know, cement Dolph Ziggler into being a, a genuine main event guy because he's more of a upper mid-card talent at the time. I never saw Dolph Ziggler as a main event guy. I've said that before. I've never seen him as a main event guy. But I see him now more than ever being potentially a legitimate main event guy. And and I, I like Ziggler. He's, one, he's actually one of my favorites nowadays. And I think that they they have – some really fine talent when it comes with Ziggler that uh, they can really utilize to their advantage. And they totally could. And it's Dolph Ziggler and kind of embodies what the good guy, professional wrestler, champion on the run should be. I, he's got a charisma about him. It's great. And they really notice that. The WWE finally notices something. And again, we've said this yep. before. Is this just a fairy tale for him? Is this just a big build and then he's just going to be pushed into the back a la Cesaro? I mean, he, he's got the Intercontinental Championship what, four times total, twice within this year. He's getting a lot of face time. He's getting the pushes that he needs, that he wants. I mean, Survivor Series. I mean, he was he was the crown jewel of that, other than Sting, but he, uh, I mean, he paid his dues at that show and just made everything, he, did, he made it a really good match. And I want them to realize that and hone in on that. He still, I think, needs a little work done as far as his uh, mic work and his promos go. He's still just kind of, I'm Dolph Ziggler, I'm the good guy, milking cookies. But, I mean, he can... He can really do something for himself. And I, I hope, I hope so much that the WWE is just going to run with this guy. And I mean, even if he's, you know, let him be relevant. I mean, you need new blood. You've got nothing right now, and you need someone to really build on. I, I know all the people that are hurt are going to come back, but the Barrett and what's uh, what's his face, Goatface, uh, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all going to come back. But you you need the more you have the better you have to work with. So I mean, let's make champions, let's make legends out of these guys instead of just pushing them down just so you can bring the rock back and save the day yeah. or you know anything like that. And it's you know, good. I'm glad they're giving him this exposure, but I'm still con- 
almost convinced that it's just a flash in the pan. Yeah, and and I, and I can't I can't disagree with you on that. I hope that we're both wrong, but you know, I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if we're not if we are right. I'll say that much. It it wouldn't surprise me at all. I really hope that they don't. Uh, Ziggler has so much untapped potential uh, as a legitimate babyface top guy. I really I really see that. And I really think that uh, it, it could work in Ziggler's favor if uh, it, it would be such a good move for the WWE to do that. Just without question, it would be a, a good move for the WWE to do that. Next, we have Piper's Pit with Rusev and Lana. Speaking of reset buttons, this is another person, Ryback. That's another person that the WWE decided to hit the reset button on. And I, and I like it. I like what they're doing with him. Uh, they're they're giving him a push, and they're 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 doing they're not doing it like let me thrust you right into the main event scene. They're not doing any of that garbage. But uh, you know, here's the thing. I guess my question to you, and I, and I and I really want to see Rusev be the guy. I, I want to see Ryback be the guy that beats Rusev. Uh, and I wanted to see him pin Rusev and, and break the unpinned streak of Rusev and win the U.S. title. Now, uh, I guess my question to you is, who would you rather see in the W in the WrestleMania 31 main event? Would you rather see Lesnar versus Reigns or Les- Lesnar versus Ryback, and why? Uh, it'd be Lesnar. That's a good question. It wouldn't be Lesnar versus Ryback. Uh, it'd be Lesnar versus Reigns, just based on the fact that Ryback has been—he hasn't been really that relevant lately. I don't want to say lately. I mean, I don't think he really has been. They build him up to be something great, and then he ends up just being another. Well, he was a tag team with uh, Mr. Perfect's boy, uh, Axel. So it, yeah, Curtis Axel. Yeah. Curtis Axel. Are they going to do that again to him? What are they going to do? I mean, Lesnar's just got so much more. He's, he's not going to mess with anyone like right back. There's just no way. They're going to build Reigns up to it. I think that – but he's, really, I don't think Reigns is going to be that interesting of a main event for myself either to for a WrestleMania or of anything. I mean, really. It would be good for, uh, you know, TL, not TLC um, – one of the other pay-per-views that they have, like Armageddon, No Mercy, Judgment Day, In Your House. Yeah, <laughs> 2000 called and said they want their pay-per-view names back. But, yeah, I, I actually I prefer those names other than TLC, other than all these gimmick pay-per-views. I miss Armageddon and No Mercy and King of the Ring and, you know, uh, Backlash. And you know those were those were the days. I think that's a flavor of week in and of itself. Talking about the previous Armageddon uh, pay per views. Uh, big uh, shout out to Adam Pierce, Scrap Iron Adam Pierce, uh, notable indie guy and former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, he retired um, last weekend at his last match with uh, Colt Cabana. And I uh, made a pretty good uh, retirement speech. I, I listened to the speech and actually posted the speech up on the Crave Wrestling Facebook site. And uh, by the way, that's another uh, 
good point to to plug right now. Be sure to check out the Crave Wrestling Facebook site. It's a um, you know up to the minute uh, most of the time, just giving you really really good news and updates on different things. Uh, we spend with the Indies. Uh, we we talked about Wrestle Kingdom. Just I just put an article up there with uh, about Wrestle Kingdom, a nice half hour preview. Uh, AJ Styles, Jeff Jarrett, and Jim Ross talks about Wrestle Kingdom Nine. Um, just you know, Impact Wrestling, WWE, uh, you name it. Uh, go go check the the Facebook site um, about uh, check the Crave Wrestling Facebook site for for latest news and, and updates, and it, it, it's really cool. A lot of videos on this on the Facebook site as well. So if you're listening and you haven't liked the Crave Wrestling Facebook page, um, you know. Do what you got to do. Go on your tablet or put a new window up on your phone or your computer and just go to Crave Wrestling on Facebook and like. Also, like Crave Wrestling uh, via Twitter and uh, and absolutely uh, support us that way. Next, we have uh, Alicia Fox, Naomi, and Emma defeating Cameron Page, Summer Rae. Um, not much to say here really at all <laughs> uh other than page getting pops in minnesota i you know that's uh awa country uh in minnesota but you know page gets the pops <clears throat> awa country is you know they're 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 not really smarky as far as i remember a lot of minnesota fans are are you know typical bad guy good guy uh, type fans, but I was very surprised at how over Paige was uh, in Minneapolis. So um, that's a very, very interesting take on 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 Raw. And I wonder if the WWE, if that would prompt the WWE at all to turn her babyface again. I, I don't know, but uh, she was way over. Yeah, she was over. How about that? It was good stuff. And um, it was a Divas match. But uh, did we talk about Piper's Pit? We did. Uh, we was talking about Ryback. Uh, but, yeah, you can elaborate on Piper's Pit for sure. Yeah, well, you know, we didn't get to Piper's Pit. We didn't talk too much about. Which usually it's pretty good if you go back in the annals of time. But last night it was, again, it's like they bring these people out, like Piper. Not these people, I mean that. But legends of the wrestling and they they use them for nothing, and it's it's pointless. It's dumb. I don't even want to see. It. I'd rather not see it at all. So I was disappointed. Yeah. By yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, that's what we 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 can't. It's getting to the point where us traditionalists are becoming the outcasts because we're expecting, you know, we're expecting something to be uh, one way, and. You know, we should already know that we're not going to. It's not going to happen. You know what I mean? So it, it it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like we, you know, we have the right to to believe and and to be very firm in our 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 beliefs when it comes to to, to professional wrestling. Uh, but and we can criticize it every week. And, and I agree. I think we I think we should. But it's like it's not really throwing up the white flag. 
but at the same time, it is um, it is saying, okay, well, I understand that you guys just aren't going to, you know, really revive the essence of wrestling. So forget it. So and it's and I'm kind of we kind of have no choice but to feel that way, you know. And sadly, um, and so that's that's really how I feel about that. Um, and and real quick, or just go, going back to Adam Pierce, right quick. I don't know if uh, anyone who's listening to it know uh, knows, but uh, he uh, he also worked as a producer on the uh, the Takeover event, the NXT Takeover, uh, Our Evolution, and uh, he tweeted about it. Uh, I think he t- either tweeted about it. I remember seeing it somewhere. I either tweeted about it or. Facebooked or, or something to that nature, but that's a for for being a on a gut check challenge uh, in TNA and losing the gut check challenge, which a lot of people knew Adam Pierce, and it was very uh, surprising that he, you know, didn't get accepted in the gut check challenge. But for for, for to go going through that and just uh, of course he was an NWA champion, but. He was, you know, he was NWA champion when NWA champion didn't really mean much. But still the prestige that comes with the NWA world championship is is still there. I mean, uh, you know, because people like, uh, uh, what's his name, Um, uh, Rob Conway. Uh, Rob Conway, he, he's he was also been an NWA champion. Uh, I had a conversation uh, recently saying that okay, Rob Conway was a tag team champion in WWE and really didn't really didn't manage to really get his grip in the, in the WWE, but at least he rebounded and kind of resurrected his career in the NWA and became NWA World Champion. So. Although NWA isn't the same as it was 25 years ago, um, you know, even 30 years ago, at least the lineage is still there, and to say you've been NWA World Champion still has some, some, you know, some lineage to it. So, same with Adam Pierce, he he was one of the best NWA champions in the past, you know, 10 years. Uh, so, you know, kudos kudos to him. So. Um, yeah, and yeah, you know, I, I definitely think that he will be um, a trainer in NXT. I definitely he'll I, I definitely think he'll, he'll have a good solid job there, and, and I think that's great. Next question on deck is, and this this is going to be a tough one for all you uh, smart wrestling fans out there, which I absolutely love. What company? Okay, so AWA was the correct answer that was already uh, stated here. Yeah, uh, AWA was the only company that Kurt Hennig won the world title. Next question is, the USWA was the merging of what two wrestling companies? The The USWA was the merging of what two wrestling companies? So there's your... Your, there's your tricky, there's your tricky and, and, and difficult question for for today. So that I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to check out these answers because I know that uh, you guys are going to know them. 
All right, let's get to the main event. Well, Miz defeating Jey Uso. I like the Usos versus Miz and Miz Dow uh, feud, but I really don't see when they're going to uh, break out Miz. The guy is way over. So to me, it's like any day now uh, that they're going to break him up. I want to see it, a match between them two at WrestleMania, and I think that should happen that way. Yeah, and he said that, and that does make sense. And uh, I was more quick to the approach last week. And uh, it's still kind of – because if he does it for too long, like I said, I don't want it to overstay its welcome. Um, Mm -hmm. It's funny, but it's starting to get kind of, you know, something's got to happen soon. But I'm willing to wait. That's fine with me. And uh, that would be a great showdown at WrestleMania. And, uh, I mean, that would be one of the matches to really see. I mean that it's gained that much notoriety of the yep. two, and it's it's so I mean that to me that's so much fun. I mean I'm so happy that it's like a breath of fresh air almost in a otherwise crappy Raw, which Hulk Hogan should have been the highlight, but then nope, <laughs> not at all. But uh, I'll never yeah. forget the Mizdown matches. That's the thing. I won't forget the Mizdown matches because they entertained me. They were good. I mean the match itself is good. I mean the Miz can throw down, and it's. That's just an extra bonus to it. So they've really got something that, I mean, it's not main event status by any means, but it's good. Yeah, it is good, absolutely. And then finally we have Bray Wyatt defeating Dean Ambrose on a Miracle of 34th Street fight. Man, they're 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 just dogging your boy Ambrose. I don't care if he, you know, rebounded and, and, and put Bray through a table. The guy keeps losing. I don't like it. I mean, he keeps losing to Bray Wyatt, and and I, it seems as if, you know, with the rumors of Bray going against The Undertaker at WrestleMania 31, I really hope that that doesn't happen. If Taker comes back, he has to go against Lesnar. I've said that before. But I think that, you know, I don't see the point of building up Bray Wyatt. You tried and tried and tried. I don't see the point. And why are you doing it at the expense of Dean Ambrose? That's what I don't get, and that's what's infuriating to me. That you're doing it at the expense of Dean Ambrose, who isn't, he, he's not, I guess, he's not impervious to losing stock in the WWE. Uh, I, I, I think that, Probably the booking staff thinks that he is that he'll still be over even though he's losing so much against uh, Bray Wyatt and, and and so forth. I don't like it. I don't think it's a good idea. And I just just a string of Bray Wyatt beating. Um, great job, by the way. WCCW and CWA. Great job. Um, but just him losing against Bray Wyatt more than once. Just makes absolutely no sense to me. TLC and now, you know, on Raw, just it just it's horrible. It's horrible booking, and, and it's not saving. It's not protecting the character of Dean Ambrose whatsoever. It's not protecting it, and it's kind of. I don't know. I don't think it's hurting him to the extreme that you might think it is. I mean, still, you know, Dean Ambrose. People come to see him. But I understand how it's like he keeps losing, but he's only lost twice. We'll see what's going to happen, and it's you know 
it, it's hard to say what they're doing with. I don't like to see him lose like this. I don't like to see him pull out a chair with a big red bow on it. I mean, that just makes it look soft. So, yeah. you know, he's my boy. <laughs> yeah. I, I sure hope not, man. I, I I really hope that they decide to do something with, with Dean Ambrose and, and not just uh, – Sabotage his character by see the thing is those things can pile up. That's that's the that's the issue that I have. Those things can pile up, and you know he can lose so much. And and, I, and I'm telling you, man, he he's so he's so Brian Pillman to me. He, he really is. He is so Brian Pillman to me. You know that's the problem that that was the problem that someone like a Brian Pillman had. Was that you know he can win he can lose but people still like them. That was that's the reason why he never got a chance to reach that uh, that top level main event uh, position because he was the same way. They booked Pillman the same way, and I really hope that they don't book him like they booked Pillman. Pillman was way over. He had a you know a. a just a, a weird, zany, loopy type of uh, uh, character, which worked worked very well. But at the end of the day, you know, he was still a mid-carder. You know, he was still feuding against, uh, you know, Goldust over Marlena. You know, so it just it just didn't work out. So um, let's let's hope that we get something different in the uh, future weeks. Uh, with 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 Dean Ambrose, I sure hope so. Uh, I really hope so because Dean Ambrose is one of those guys that uh, that really has uh, some 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 potential going going into 2015. I think he has more potential than Bray Wyatt does, simply because um, you know simply because they've already tried many many times with Bray Wyatt and they failed. So. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, we only got uh, probably about a good 90 seconds left and so uh with 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 that being said, I think it's uh time for the flavor of the week. Uh the flavor of the week this week is uh World War 3. We're just going to talk about the World War 3. I think we are, I think we'll actually continue it um next week. Uh we'll talk about 90 We'll talk about 1995 um, today, uh, and, and we'll, we'll go over the uh, the winner. We'll go over the winner, and World War Three was a 60-man battle royal. I thought it was really cool back then, and I was like, uh, and, and eventually it was like 60-man. It really didn't work. Uh, 95. Um, Sting beat Ric Flair clean in a match. That was really cool. The match was great. Almost 15 minutes. But um, Savage won uh, the, the match then, and I think it was—I think it was really cool that Savage won. Uh, but at the at the same time, sixty men in a ring just <laughs> just doesn't work out too well. It was three rings, but sixty men. So, but we we are running out of time. We are running out of time. So we want to thank you so much for uh, joining us today on uh, Pancakes and Power Slams episode one hundred and forty three. And ladies and gentlemen, you all enjoy your Christmas. Uh, you uh, just have a lot of cheer and a lot of fun. 
and we will be here live next week. So until next week, enjoy Rika Wrestling. Thank you all for the trivia. We'll be back next week with a fresh set of trivia. Merry Christmas to everyone, and thank you so much for continuing to support the cause that is Crave Wrestling and the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Have a good week. God bless. Goodbye.